0: Like to welcome to the podcast today, Connor Duby. Are you start? Is this
1: real? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Did we start? Are we starting? Oh, with... you're just practicing. I'm like, oh. To... No, we I don't practice. practice. We just oh, go okay. off cuff.
0: Uh, Connor is a Colorado native and founder and host of the Mileham Mentors podcast and partner at Active Blogs, an industry leading agency focused on LinkedIn lead generation and contact marketing for highly complex industries. Connoy started his first business at seven, developed an eight-figure marketing department while working his way through college, and has continued to build his brand around B2B sales and marketing ever since. Recognized as the leading millennial authority on business-to-business social selling and content and strategy, he has been featured on top industry podcasts and resources, including the current MSU Denver curriculum on social selling. Oh, that's cool. Did you help with the curriculum? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, Welcome. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks having. for having me. So that was pretty
1: good off the cuff.
0: <laughs> I totally you, realized did I you, didn't send it to this, till you till this morning did too. Did like you, I know. got busy. You, you know, hadn't sent it. Seldom, you hadn't sent it, and I was on your LinkedIn. But like uh, if if I don't get it, sometimes yeah, I'll just pull it off just or, make me, stuff I, or I make it up. I know. I, I, there's a couple of people I've just written their bios for them. Yeah, but
1: no, I just cool. started to learn just to like have people send it to me. I mean, I don't read read anything in the beginning of ours, but I just like. Before we publish this, send it to me because me trying to just write this thing, it's like (laughs) I don't want to be a creative writer every time I come up with someone's new bio.
0: um, I used to, I work for a doula agency and the owner, I had her write my bio because uh-huh. she's like my best friend. And I was like, you just write my bio. Yeah. And she wrote my bio and I was like, oh, wow. Could you write all my bios yeah, right? for me? That'd be great. And so when I had her on the podcast, I was like, send me a bio. She's like, no, you have to write it. So I had to write her bio mm. and she's like my best friend. So I'm like crying the whole time and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just send me a bio.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all that right. are like kind of weird. Cause you write, if you write it yourself, you're like talking about yourself in third person. Right. It's not like crazy. Person it is kind of weird. Yourself, it like, is kind of weird. I feel, um, yeah, feel icky bragging about myself.
0: I think this was not, it's not too braggy. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the business you started at just seven years old.
1: My very first business at the age of seven was very lucrative, very <laughs> innovative. I, I sold rocks. Uh when I was seven years old, actually I stole rocks from my neighbor's yard in my parents' yard. 911 mm-hmm. nine nine eleven. Nine eleven hit and Twin Towers went down. I wanted a way to give back. So I painted patriotic symbols on rocks and sold them at a motorcycle rally <laughs> convention, raised money and donated donated it all back. So why a
0: motorcycle rally convention? Dive in tra-
1: those are my fr- I was I was understanding channel partner marketing. <laughs> and and it was because they were actually already running a uh fundraising efforts. nine oh, eleven. Okay. So it was it just you know, natural to go there. Yeah. Just like all these like burly, you know, motorcycle guys, and I'm just like slinging You're some. Like, rock- how
0: about a rock? Hi guys, you want some rocks? <laughs> how much money did you make?
1: Uh, I think I made $120. That's awesome. In rocks. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show you, you can innovate yes. out of anything. You can
0: sell anything. <laughs> out of anything.
1: Yeah, I can sell anything. Mm-hmm. I can say I started selling rocks. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I'm actually surprised you weren't, like, stealing people's snakes and sending them. Because we were talking before we st- we started yeah. rolling that Connor wanted to be a herpetologist, mm-hmm. which is a reptile...
1: Study of reptiles. I think a reptile... Reptiles... no I can't remember. but Study reptile... Yeah, reptile expert or something like that.
0: I'm surprised you didn't.
1: I... <laughs> could have been. I guess you could. Maybe. Have been. I still can be. Who knows? <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah. So, how did you get started in marketing?
1: Um, uh, it's, it's a very broad question, I guess. I started in marketing when I was seven. That's you know, true. My first business selling, but I organically kind of fell into it. Both my parents were in real estate, mm-hmm. so my um, dad was franchising Remax offices in the early days. My mom was, um, you know, real estate agent back in the early days. So I grew up around entrepreneurial real estate parents Mm -hmm. and so i was always at all the wine you know mixers and schmooze and i was like learning how to schmooze at a very young age and that is kind of what marketing is is Mm -hmm. communicating with people and and whether you're a people person or not a people person so i've always had a passion for marketing and sales and just business growth i started studying successful people and reading successful people when Mm -hmm. i was 13 years old And I ended up going to school for marketing, which marketing is just a degree in marketing is like a degree in common sense. Like Mm -hmm. if I had to go back and do it again, I would have done something different Mm because I didn't feel like I got out of that degree. What probably how most people feel out of that is I was in the real world Mm -hmm. building this eight figure department, running Mm -hmm. sales teams, marketers while I was 22 years old, while earning my degree, I'm like, wow, none of this stuff applies anymore. It's very
0: outdated.
1: Outdated. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah. Um, so because of my obsession with growth and, and business development and sales, like marketing is just a byproduct of all of that stuff. I love it. Yeah.
0: So you've been doing marketing for a long time. So what has been the greatest change in how businesses sell their products and services since you've been in the game?
1: Uh, nothing. Nothing's changed in p- how people sell products and services like sales and marketing mm-hmm. is exactly the same. It's been for the past 100 years. I mean, we were just talking about this mm-hmm. earlier. And the thing that's changed is the buyer has changed. Buyers change more than anything Mm -hmm. because we're constantly distracted. We're living a noisier time than ever. Mm. Like you try to have a conversation with anyone and it's five seconds, so they're looking at their damn cell phone (laughs) right off the bat, right? So we live in this constantly distracted, noisy world. Mm -hmm. Sales and marketing has probably not changed, but because the buyer has changed, the thing is you have to stay in front of people now more Mm -hmm. than ever before. Mm -hmm. So if I see your podcast, Mm Um, I have to see your podcast six, seven, eight, ten 10 times before I'm like, I'm going to give this a listen.
0: <laughs> right. Cause
1: there's so much noise out there.
0: It's interesting. And there's yeah. so many podcasts and there's so many podcasts, you know, just so many, so many businesses. Yeah. I mean, even just going through my, my inbox every morning, I have like 10 different things I could be reading, listening to yeah. or doing the thing. And I have to decide like every day, like what I'm going to intake. Right. Um, and it could be like one of those 10 things or it could be two of them, but 10 seems ridiculous.
1: And you could have all the best intention to take action on one of those things. Mm -hmm. But then your kid comes into the room and you get, you know, busy, you get pulled away
0: or Or you you, get another email.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or you go into Facebook and you're like, hmm, I wonder how many people liked my last post. Mm -hmm. And then you get stuck, you know, scrolling in the cipher siphoned of the news feed and all that good stuff so yeah sales and marketing is exactly the same it's been for the past hundred years mm-hmm. the thing that has changed the most is the buyer the buyer has changed and i really i was fortunate enough to learn this very early on mm-hmm. i learned sales doing the most challenging form of sales that exists, which is door-to-door sales <sighs>
0: That sounds horrible. And matter
1: of fact, I've knocked doors in this neighborhood before, which is really (laughs) really, funny. You're like, oh, I know where I am. Oh, yeah. I've been here many times. (laughs) So I that was where I started working my way through college Mm -hmm. because I was on my own. My parents didn't support anything. They're Mm -hmm. like, you want to do it? Go pay for it. Like, Mm -hmm. go make it happen. So door-to-door sales was the vehicle that a friend was involved in. I started doing that and um, it was one of the best sales learning experiences that I ever had because I would go to somebody's doorstep and of course, they're so happy that I'm knocking on their door at 6 p.m. when they're trying to make dinner and their kids are. I've <laughs> got
0: kids hanging off of them and they're like, oh my gosh. I
1: have seen the scariest things that you could ever think of I bet. when it comes to. Um,
0: Naked people. Literally. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah. You I'm must have surprised. listened to some other stuff. I've done. I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, I, I've i literally come across family of nudists in Colorado before. People surprising. who have like, I've had my pants eaten off by dogs. I've been just bitched out at doorstep and yelled at. And, you know, like that, that's hard. You got to learn how to capture people's attention very quick. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to coax them and bring them over to the other side. I always
0: feel really bad for the door-to-door salesmen or salespeople.
1: They're making awesome money. Are they? d- yeah.
0: Well, if they're doing well. Yeah. But I always am like, I'm just trying to be super nice. Well, I just try to be super nice to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, because I want them to like... Cause I know that a lot of people are probably jerks to them. Yes. So I just try to at least be nice in my no, yes. you know, or like at least let them do their pitch or whatever. Um, before I say no, but you know, I just, I, if I open the door, yeah, <laughs> which is not often, but
1: yeah. And, and if you don't open the door, I mean, you know, yeah. what, whatever, they, but they like, move on. yeah, you just move on. Like, door-to-door sale door-to-door sales is a at the end of the day it's a numbers game yeah in some sense but i was gr- i was efficient at it so mm-hmm. someone would put me in a cul-de-sac like this and i would pull you know double the amount of appointments someone would that would like eat up an entire neighborhood because i would just really spend time consulting with people mm-hmm. and one of the best things i learned about that that draws back to my context mm-hmm. of my understanding of sales and marketing today is really that I'd go to someone's door, they'd be like, dude, what the F are you doing here? Like you guys were literally here last week Mm -hmm. and we're just at the home and garden show Mm -hmm. and we saw you at the home and garden show and isn't that your commercial on TV right now? Mm -hmm. And you just sent me a damn email this morning and your flyer is hanging out of my mailbox by the way. But all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. Let's set an appointment, let's do this thing. And that was like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, whoa. It wasn't so much that I was there at the right t- time at the right place, mm-hmm. which is all growing your business is. Mm-hmm. But this guy had seen us seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times mm-hmm. before in multiple different areas before he decided to set an appointment with so us. So they
0: just had the brand recognition.
1: Yeah. Brand recognition, mm-hmm. but anyone can have brand recognition on a Coca-Cola size scale right. or a small scale, like you're a small business mm-hmm. or on your scale, It just depends on the platform and the way that you're going about it, right? Mm -hmm. So I went from there and I transitioned into managing one of their marketing departments, Mm -hmm. grew that to eight figures in a year and a half. And I was training 25 salespeople. I was 22 years old at the time. So I was still learning a lot of this myself. But um, same thing, like I understood the value of the omnipresence, Mm right? Right omnipresence showing up in multiple different areas and then when timing's right people are going to come talk to you
0: Mm -hmm. i love it um and that's like that's why we hit all those different platforms um so for our audience and probably for me what is social selling like what does that mean
1: right what's your understanding of social selling because that's Um, what i'm interested in
0: i would think that social selling i mean in my mind it means um, creating relationships mm-hmm. with people before, like, giving them the pitch or before trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it would be, you know, meeting people in a social situation and just getting to know them before and understanding their pain points and things like that before going to the pitch. Yeah. So, am I right? It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, I mean, social selling, just like content marketing Mm -hmm. is a buzzword. Mm -hmm. So content marketing is a very popular term thrown around by marketers. Mm -hmm. And technically, all marketing has content. So technically, all marketing is content marketing. Mm -hmm. Social selling does not mean to generate more sales through social. You go to social and you sell people on social media. Social selling is really where the marriage between sales, Mm -hmm. which people would kind of see as like, Its own department Mm -hmm. or its own you know category and marketing which people would see as its own kind of pillar um in itself it's where the marriage occurs using social media platforms and the difference is instead of deploying it through your purse through your company's brand Mm -hmm. like coca-cola i always use coca-cola because they're a big company Mm -hmm. or microsoft Mm -hmm. everyone knows microsoft Mm -hmm. it's done through personal branding Mm
0: -hmm. and personal
1: brand development That's the difference in social selling versus traditional marketing. So
0: it's done more through influencing, like influencer selling. Yeah. Because they have. In your own. Because they build a brand around like their person, who they are. Right.
1: The the clients, no matter what, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. sales, whether you're selling Girl Scout cookies or you're selling um, $700,000 SaaS product mm-hmm. is all relationship driven. Mm-hmm. So that's where social selling is amazing because it allows you to bring that personal relationship touch mm-hmm. to digital platforms that are kind of not personable because they're online. It's oh, digital. Cool. Yeah. So, um, most people and probably most of your audience are not a Coca-Cola size brand, Mm-mm. but their personality and their personal brands are the deployment medium in in the deployment channel Mm -hmm. for their social selling efforts okay so it's not one or the other um cold calling is great email marketing is still awesome conferences trade shows Mm -hmm. but social selling is really there to close the gap on all the other activities that you have going on
0: so so for instance let me just see if i understand this so for instance if i sent let's say because i'm a cpa um, I wanted to do like a flyer or whatever, or mm-hmm. a card or whatever. So I send that in the mail, um, to a list of people, mm-hmm. but I also go front them on Facebook mm-hmm. or go find them on LinkedIn, um, and make sure that I'm hitting them in all the touches. And maybe I'm sharing the podcast or I'm sharing, um, some blogs I've done or something. So that's how we close that gap. Like you can send somebody a flyer, but they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the more touches, the better. basically. Exactly
1: right. If you can rack up the familiarity, mm-hmm. some people, people think they're amazing salespeople or amazing marketers. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, because the buyer has changed, they are in control. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to timing mm-hmm. and money and need an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can influence some other things. But at the end of the day, buyers are going to buy from you because timing's right for them. They're already doing 80% of the research before they come talk to you. So you happen to show up on LinkedIn. They -hmm. saw a flyer of yours. They saw you networking. They saw your podcast. Mm -hmm. And then the light bulb goes off. And that helps to kind of tighten, shorten down your sales cycle that way.
0: Okay. Well, I have have questions around that. Bring all the questions. I have so many questions around that. Bring all the questions. So let's say that. um,
1: And, And by the way, this is. Kind of like... I've um just so people understand yeah <laughs> check it out um just so people understand I built this from practitionership yeah so I came into my dad's out when I left college mm-hmm. you know I had an amazing experience building multi-million dollar department I was either going to go straight into entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. if I worked for someone else I'd drive them nuts mm-hmm. or it was organic for me to partner up with my dad mm-hmm. because he was already in the marketing space he was in innovator in content marketing very Mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. So I came in as a as, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, let's build this business together. Mm -hmm. And I stepped in and he's like, All right, sales and marketing director, um, I don't have any budget for you or anything. We just paid your salary. So good luck, champ. (laughs) So I had to find a way to take that omnipresence. Mm that I experienced and I learned Mm -hmm. from my experience in the 70 company that I saw go from 13 million to 72 million Mm -hmm. in four years and bring it into a microscopic level to our small family business. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how do I do this? I mean, Facebook's great, but kind of quirky. It's not changing our algorithms all the time. Algorithms are always going to change. Like forget algorithms. Um, they mean nothing, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, but LinkedIn, is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is where the $100 million company CEO is researching and educating. And we can't afford to spend money on ads on LinkedIn, but I can use my profile to interact with these buyers and generate you know, open doors that way. Because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to send me to trade shows, mm-hmm. conferences, um, you know, we did some email marketing, but that only takes you so far when mm. people don't see your face and everything. Right. So out of practitioner ship, mm-hmm. I built this kind of context on how to take that omnipresence and bring it on a microscopic level to LinkedIn.
0: Okay. I love it. So I guess, so my question for you, um, about, you know, all the touches on clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say somebody sends me a referral of you know, one of their clients or friend or whatever. Yeah. What is the easiest way to shorten that cycle, the selling cycle? So they don't know me from, you know, Josh Mo down the down the, you know, or HR block or whatever. So how what is the easiest way to shorten my cycle on this unknown person? What's the easiest way to shorten my sales cycle? You mean so, with a referral? Yeah. So if it was just like, oh um somebody sends me an email and says, hey, this is so and so. Yeah. Um What is my what's the easiest way for me to shorten that cycle? Do I go from them on LinkedIn? Um, Do I send them blogs? Do I invite them to the podcast? Like, what is the easiest way to get some more of those touches in the fastest way possible?
1: Sometimes you can't, and this is where most small medium businesses go wrong. Is Mm ninety nine percent of them are built over the years. Like, let's be real, most companies are built from referrals, Mm -hmm. relationships, and networking. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why networking groups are so popular because you have a way to
0: mm-hmm.
1: get warm people into your mm-hmm. ecosystem. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm yeah. like trying to find the words uh, for funnel. it. the funnel. The, fu- your the thing, funnel. Your the thing. The thing that, you know, your, your, your yeah. stuff, right? Your thing. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. So um, this is why most businesses struggle with actual growth. Mm-hmm. It is more challenging to have a business that is that is, um, small than a business that is large and has cash coming in the door Mm -hmm. outside of referrals and networks, networking, because you can't control people's timing. Mm -hmm. Someone can refer you and say, Hey, Frank, you should, um, talk to Connor. Mm -hmm. He'd be a great referral to, you know, you might be able to help him out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And timing like he may be like yeah i love you that's cool but i none of this is top of mind this guy just introduced me over to you mm-hmm. right so i can do some other things like i can follow up with him and consult with him and spend mm-hmm. time with him but i need to have my pipeline full with other people who are outside of my referral network mm-hmm. that's where social selling should come in to fill your pipeline with people who don't know you
0: okay right that makes sense cuz you
1: can't grow outside of just waiting Cause when you're, when, when most businesses are working off referrals, networking, they're always going like this, right? It's always an up and down. It's always a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. It's gotta, you know, this is what your business should look like.
0: Yeah. Actually i um, actually left to be an because I was like, y'all are blowing up businesses because these people don't know how to handle all these leads, yeah. which are generally low paying. Leads yes. Cause everybody thinks they need a deal because they were referred by somebody personal. Um, or it's a really horrible fit for some service to businesses, you know, especially mm. people who are trying to do something out of the norm at all. Like, I don't just do tax returns. Like, we don't just do tax returns. Right. And people are trying to hand me all these just tax returns. And I was like, I don't. This is not what I do when I've explained that. And, you know. Right. So that's the big reason I left BNI because I just watched them blow up businesses. You know, like, people left or, like, you know, they just. Yeah. Um, because of volume. Or because they were just drowning, and I was just like, "This is right. not the platform for this." Well, like, this and not, it's not even so well. much that it's
1: mm-hmm. that you're in a you're in a confined community. Yes. like community is good. That's part of the reason I built Mile High Mentors. Mm-hmm. But you, my best clients are h- th- tens of thousands of miles away from us. Like we have clients in Australia, mm-hmm. UK. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just relying on my referral and networking um, uh, community to bring me business. I'm not going to reach the people with enough money. Mm -hmm. And it's actually selfish of me to not be marketing myself out in the way that I deserve to be marketed out because I can actually help people. Mm -hmm. And same with you. Yeah. Right. If you're just relying on Colorado community to send you business, that's selfish of you because you're kick ass at what you do. Right. And there's hundreds of other people out across the nation that could use your help.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm finding with these lo- local networking groups. I love my networking groups. I love my community. I've had yeah. a ton of them on the podcast. They're s- solid people. Um, they're some of the best people I know. Um, but it ha- it's, yeah, like my business is at the point where, and you can only grow so far with the community, you know, through your referral networks. Like I could never meet enough people to get enough referrals.
1: When I first started, Growing our business, which we're on a roadmap to eight figures now Mm -hmm. taking this small family business to Mm -hmm. that point as well is I was scrambling all like every week going to this networking group, going to this networking group, this Mm -hmm. meeting coffee with Mm -hmm. people like we can do everything we need to do in the beginning digitally Mm -hmm. save us save that prospect time Mm Then work the in-person relationships from there. I love it. So if I do networking now, mm-hmm. it's because I just want to get out of the house oh, and yeah. make friends, or and I just want to
0: go hang out with people. Not trying
1: to get business out of it. If something comes out of it, awesome. But it's very rare.
0: I love it. Yeah. Um, so you basically answered my first, my last two questions. So what are your, uh, what are your favorite strategies um, for working with LinkedIn?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it it depends. It's more, I guess, strategies, more what um, people need to know what they're doing wrong first off. Okay. so running ads on LinkedIn gets very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. Everything you need to do to grow your business to, you know, you can grow a couple hundred, a couple million dollars a year organically Mm -hmm. from social selling. And if you're a bigger size company, you can do way more than that. Mm But company pages focus on I, focusing on my personal brands, mm-hmm. on my personal brand. Like if you look at our LinkedIn company page, there's not a lot of content up there, mm-hmm. and that's intentional because I'm able to get post a video and get five thousand, you know, eyeballs on it, mm-hmm. versus my five hundred following on my company page that gets like next to nothing on that.
0: Okay,
1: but it's not even about views and likes and all that stuff's fluffy mm-hmm. <clears throat> vanity metrics. I really believe. That because a lot of people are starting to dive into this now mm-hmm. and not understand social media, like we're on the other side of the adoption yeah. curve, right? <laughs> noise. Oh. Lots of noise. Mm-hmm. So if I could give advice to anybody, mm-hmm. it, is that, it is that I really believe the most successful companies of the future are all going to be um, experts, mm-hmm. specialists. Mm-hmm. So if you're a CPA, just like you said, you're mm-hmm. focusing in on a niche now. Mm-hmm. Because you're seeing all the people that are like, doing my tax return and like just throwing stuff in your face. We haven't
0: since day one, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But your content Mm -hmm. and your messaging on your profile should relay that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to focus on women veterinarians, Mm -hmm. all your messaging, your messaging on your profile Mm -hmm. should reflect... That as like a micro website, Mm -hmm. an extension of your sales and marketing
0: message. So question for you, because I have a couple endeavors. Yes. I have the podcast, obviously. Uh And I have the CPA farm. Like, how would you, how would you craft a profile for both of those things?
1: What's going to bring you the biggest impact is your business. First off, right? That's where your money comes from. That's where cash Uh allows you to continue empowering Mm -hmm. your podcast. So lead with the biggest opportunity. Oh,
0: that makes sense.
1: Messaging creates meaning for people. Mm-hmm. So your profile messaging has to initiate meaning for the buyer. That's why when you look at me, there's a lot of different LinkedIn marketers and marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. And I always have this conversation when I'm on podcasts and yeah. stuff is, how many marketers are there out there, right? Tons. There's tons. There's tons. Everyone and their mom is in marketing now, <laughs> right, Stephen?
0: <laughs> we all look at Steven. Yeah.
1: Everyone and their mom's in marketing now, Mm -hmm. but I'm able to break through the noise by being a specialist, Mm -hmm. not everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I still work with 70 different industries at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. even though I lead with IT on my messaging. But your question was, if I do the podcast Mm -hmm. and I have, you know, you probably have five or six different services and products and ways you're able to help people, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. That's where content comes in. Mm -hmm. content creates context okay cool so that is where you contextually fill the gaps with your you know pillar messaging content is going to fill the gaps with everything else that you want to be talking about educating on sharing communicating
0: that is really super helpful thank you i now have a note to go fix my (laughs) everyone well because
1: linkedin started out initially as a recruiting platform
0: oh right and that's why most like I have to say I've been on LinkedIn for probably greater than a decade, yeah. um, but it was just on there so that employees, employers could find me when I was looking you know, yep. to be an employee.
1: Exactly. Now that alone, just changing your messaging on your profile isn't going to magically bring you sales. No. There's other pieces that go into place, which is why we built an entire training program around mm-hmm. this. But the um, tools that are available allow you to be able to say, okay, my messaging is veterinarians. Mm-hmm. I can use Sales Navigator and target all the direct veterinarians out there that mm-hmm. are on the platform or the influencers to the veterinarians. Mm-hmm. So without spending a dime on paid ads, I can reach 500 prospects every single day
0: That's amazing for
1: 70 bucks a month for Sales
0: Navigator. I was going to actually ask you because every time I, uh, I have, so I'm not on premium and yes. I keep going, which one do I want? want and i sales keep navigator. and i and i keep almost doing sales now have no navigator and i was like premiums
1: kind of a weird, and, and it's i like was a, like i'm gonna ask
0: connor when he's here yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen i mean sales navigator is great because i i've run ads on linkedin mm-hmm. i can pay tens of thousands of dollars every month to try to get in front of an audience mm-hmm. but i can use sales navigator and know exactly who i'm getting in front of i'm able to get in front of them with my personal brand mm-hmm. so it's more human to human And I don't have to go send them a shitty spammy sales pitch Mm -hmm. or connection request. Mm -hmm. I can leverage all the touch points on LinkedIn to basically drive them to my profile. Like I'm driving traffic to a website.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I love it. So it just fills the funnel for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well,
0: that's a no-brainer. I love it. Yeah.
1: Funnel on a microscopic level. So you can build that omnipresence we mm-hmm. talked about, but you do it in various different touch points on LinkedIn, turn yourself into a you know an expert. Yeah, exactly.
0: So what is your favorite content to to provide? I know you do a ton of videos on the podcast, but if you were if you were gonna sell a small business, like you really just need to go do this type of content for a little bit. Right. Like what would that be?
1: Well, I always tell small businesses that don't either have the infrastructure to Mm -hmm. get it done. They don't have the internal bandwidth or they can't afford to hire anybody Mm -hmm. yet is find one thing that you can use as your pillar content. Okay. So if I'm good at podcasting, Mm -hmm. I can do one hour long podcast Mm -hmm. every month Mm -hmm. and turn that into 500 pieces of additional content, right? I can turn that into text posts. I can turn that into a video like on my cell phone, cell phone, like you see me do a bunch of video. I use my damn cell phone for that <laughs> and that tripod right there. Yeah, like, That's happened? it. Right. It's not. And, and actually, those perform better than high quality doctored um, uh, videos. Mm-hmm. Is just simply on your on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like we have all the tools here. So find the one thing that you can really stay consistent with, because mm-hmm. consistency is more important than like
0: actual content. Like
1: how good you well quality is good you got to have that balance but if you have to pick one in the beginning and you're just trying to figure out how the hell do I get this done Mm -hmm. is what can you stay consistent at so if I'm good at writing I would say articles are still one of the most powerful things on LinkedIn because they're permanently housed Mm -hmm. on your profile and they draw SEO value Mm -hmm. so if you can write a six to eight hundred word article once a month and then you can create four videos from that and five different graphic images, and I can read my article mm-hmm. and turn it into a audio podcast mm-hmm. that I do, um, it, it, it's it's eventually all of the above because people consume in different ways. That's why I use everything. Mm-hmm. But most people are starting out, find the thing you can be comfortable with, consistent at, and then
0: build from that. I love it. Um, that's really, really helpful for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure our audience because it makes sense and it's also it's not that hard like you just made it like you it's hard you just broke it down well it's hard simple it's
1: It's not not easy (laughs) it's not easy it's hard it is like Mm. there people want a shortcut yeah. A secret hack. There is no secret hack, but I think making one
0: piece of content and then breaking it into pieces. Yes. Like you don't have to you don't have to write a monthly blog and then also be doing graphics and yes. also be doing, you know, all those things don't have to be separate from each other. They can be all off of the same piece of content. Right. Which that kind of blows my mind. Like i never really thought yeah. about doing it that way. I mean, we drop up the videos all the time. You know, that's how we do the podcast stuff. But I never, never could like, occurred to me to take my blog posts, turn them into graphics, which I had to do to create the blog post. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right.
1: <laughs> take the graphic,
0: take the graphic, write a little sentence
1: on it, right. and then link back right. to your blog post.
0: So uh, that actually simplifies things in my mind. Mm-hmm. I know you're like, it's not easy, but it does actually kind of simplify. You know, you can take this one piece and just yeah. break it into videos, you could break it into all these different. Ways to for it to can be consumed. Yep. um It doesn't. Those don't all have to be separate, unique pieces of content. Yeah. So that's the part what...
1: I meant that's not easy mm. is just staying consistent with right. it. Right. Is always really challenging. Well, consistency and consistency is a problem for everybody. And also, people get far too hung up on perfection. They never ever get started on something. Right. Right. I might that,
0: be one of those the, people.
1: Yeah. Almost everyone is like that. Uh-huh. Like sometimes I record a video. I'm like, this is garbage, but I got to get it up there because the content's good. Mm-hmm. But I'm not fully satisfied with it Mm -hmm. but it's going to impact like i make i make content for one person that's what everyone has to do is they try to they see all these influencers and all this good stuff make your content for one person Mm -hmm. just one person this is for that one person Mm -hmm. and find the one thing that you can stay in front keep in front of them Mm -hmm. and when you're using social media like facebook you're using linkedin make sure you're using it organic to their platform. Mm-hmm. So if I just take my blog post and I just share it into my newsfeed, or if I take a YouTube link mm-hmm. and I share it in my newsfeed, LinkedIn's gonna bury it right away. Mm-hmm. But if I cut a 30 second snippet of it and natively upload it, mm-hmm. it's gonna get 10, 20 times more reach.
0: Okay, that's really interesting and Than just sharing to out
1: links. Okay, cool. But that also will get people to take action go to your links, Mm -hmm. subscribe to your blog, download your resource, your white paper, like whatever you're kind of funneling people into. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I love it. Or whatever your deliverable is. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> a lot of work to do. Wheels are turning a lot of work to do. Yeah. Me.
1: Well, I mean, um from this podcast too, someone some you can write a blog article mm-hmm. from your podcast mm-hmm. and have it kind of almost co-authored in a way, mm-hmm. have it transcribed and then use that as your written content mm-hmm. and then take a, two sentences out of that and use it as a text update on Facebook. Mhm. And then there's three pieces of content right there without having to put any thought into it whatsoever. on it.
0: Yeah. That's really helpful for me because it really does simplify, you know, creating as much content as we think we need to make. Yep. So I think that's super helpful. Um, other than the main platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, what platforms would you say are up and coming or underutilized? Mm. I know you specialize in LinkedIn, but do you, are you watching anything else kind of come up
1: I mean, there's always other things, mm-hmm. um, but nothing that I can think of that matches the reachability, mm-hmm. the scalability, and the impactability. There we go. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <on the power. laughs> that was good. I just came up with that on the fly. very <laughs> proud of myself yeah. on that one. <laughs> um, that LinkedIn, honestly, LinkedIn is probably the most undervalued platform that's out there. At this point. And it's been around longer than Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah but it's the most underused. When I talk to any peers, you said you talk to a lot of millennials Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. When I talk to anyone, they're like, yeah, LinkedIn's where you get a job and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's where CEOs and presidents and IT directors and and people. Those
0: are your people. It's there for business. Yeah.
1: And people don't, you know, they either go too much into that Mm -hmm. and they go and just send a bunch of sales pitches Mm -hmm. or they just kind of see it as like, and it's just kind of a place to like, validate people are there I've got some of the
0: weirdest sales pitches on on LinkedIn (laughs) it's
1: like a page long you're like who are you well somebody
0: (laughs) sent me one and they're like hi we work with um like the Latinx community and getting um and with mortgages Mm -hmm. I was like how does this apply to me or you, or like, what does this right. even mean? Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to help you? Yeah, I got
1: a message yesterday. They're like, hey, would you like a free marketing on it? I'm like, dum-dum, look at what I do. Yeah, I know. So this is this is where people are like, I hate LinkedIn because of this. Mm-hmm. I see the most opportunity because of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what I do differently and what everyone can do differently who's willing to put the time in to prospect, mm-hmm. So if you're ready to stop just relying on referrals Mm -hmm. and networking and word of mouth just to grow your business, um, prospecting on LinkedIn is so easy because it's the same thing you do in person, but you just bring it digital. So video is really impactful. Mm -hmm. I can send you a video Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn and just record my face. And I was doing that this morning before I came down here. Hey, hey um thanks for connecting greetings from downtown denver mm-hmm. by the way if you're using sales navigator you can see anyone i'm connected to mm-hmm. if you want me to make an introduction for you let me know mm-hmm. and look forward to building the relationship that generates leads for me
0: oh easy peasy i don't
1: have to send a sales pitch because mm-hmm. my messaging has meaning and my content creates a context I love so that. i don't have to send sales pitches to people
0: Great, right, because you can just say hey nice to meet you Check out my page yeah. if there's anything you have questions about or whatever. Just hit us up.
1: Now, there's a time and place that I can do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they've gone through my touch points and I've give I felt I've given enough there that maybe they just want me to see mm-hmm. if I can help. Mm-hmm. And that works too. But there's a difference between a sales pitch mm-hmm. and a value opportunity Exactly. where you understand someone's pains, mm-hmm. you understand the problems, and you truly can help them share that with them. Mm-hmm. But... Yes. Not in a way that it's about you.
0: Yeah. A lot of the time it's about timing too. And if 100%. you do it this way, then people then people get to choose the timing. Yep. So they have control over the relationship. Yep. And when they're ready, they come to you. Which which I find a lot of the time, you know, if somebody refers me or whatever, it's because they said something about tax returns or tax issues. And they just like are like, oh, you should talk to Jamie. And that person's really not ready to actually deal with that issue yeah. or actually really talk to me. Um, they're
1: just complaining, like, "Oh, my taxes," or whatever. Like, and they're like, like "Oh, don't... talk to Jamie." That's yeah, perfect. Jim, you know. And yeah. then
0: it's just it's a timing issue, and yep. I'm not going after people, like I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ready, you're ready. Otherwise, you know, we've met probably, mm-hmm. and if you liked me, you'll come back. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: See, sometimes, sometimes, because I've closed significant deals for our company mm-hmm. that I started talking to somebody six months ago. Mm-hmm and they disappeared on me mm-hmm. and i follow up in the right way consistently over the course of six months mm-hmm. all of a sudden timings right mm-hmm. and because i was following up mm-hmm. they're like oh thank you for following up you know i have looked at a couple competitors just to be honest with you in this time but we do want to go with you and get this done and right, let's do this thing so that's interesting so
0: what does that follow-up process process look like seriously we're going to be here all day <laughs> 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 that's fine that's fine if you guys i'm going on let me know um, what does the follow-up process look like for those leads for you? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't really know how to do that. I don't.
1: Yeah. It depends. Depends on your lead. Like, is it, is it timing to call them? Like most salespeople, mm-hmm. when they get an introduction on email, mm-hmm. right, that's where a lot of referrals come from mm-hmm. or text message mm-hmm. or a phone call and they leave them a voicemail. hmm They use that one channel to continuously hit people up.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's
1: where people get annoyed. Like, oh, the sales guy is just freaking bugging the crap out of me because he keeps calling me every day. Mm -hmm. But if I call you and then maybe a couple days later, I send you a connection request on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and then shoot you an email and then send you a video Mm -hmm. and then maybe a voicemail again a few days later, like all those kind of touch points add up. They make a difference.
0: Yeah, um, I do find that. I don't like the telephone. So if somebody continues to call me. Yeah. I don't want to talk to them. Right. But if they send me an email or send me a message through, they could even message me through Facebook if they mm-hmm. want, um, or LinkedIn, then I'm more apt to talk to them because that's how I prefer to interact. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really interesting. You got have, my wheels. Are See, but
1: most, most people don't want to talk to that salesperson cause that salesperson only cares about themselves. Right. and they're selfish Well, that's and correct. they only care about their product and service that they're mm-hmm. slinging not the actual they don't inherently understand the so, oh actually this is great one of my favorite books mm-hmm. my good friend uh keenan mm-hmm. just came out with this book it's called gap selling okay he's actually local here we'll
0: link it
1: yeah i'll gap probably selling go buy it because i have a whole pile of books i haven't read yet is what we've been doing over 18 years mm-hmm. and he summed it in a book is really you don't sell CPA services Mm-mm. you are selling a
0: solution
1: a solution mm-hmm. or solving a problem mm-hmm. right i don't sell marketing i help people to stop making massive mistakes on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and I help them to better reach and close more high-dollar prospects. Mm -hmm. No one gives a shit if that's LinkedIn or if that's your email.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's
1: the end result that I'm selling. Mm -hmm. So people don't understand how to work this into their marketing message, your LinkedIn profile, Mm -hmm. your social, your Facebook profile too. You can set your uh, Facebook Facebook profile like this as well, Mm -hmm. as you can use all those to contextually focus on have your messaging so you don't get those people who are just like, oh you should go talk to Jamie because mm-hmm. she does tax returns and mm-hmm. stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: they go see you they're like no she helps veterinarians with their mm-hmm. you know finances mm-hmm. empowers their finances their financial situation. <laughs>
0: You have to write this all down for me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Awesome. That is so super helpful. So, tell us about your podcast and what's next with Mile High Mentors.
1: So, Mile High Mentors, I started two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised here in Colorado. Traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here too. All...
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's not very many of us anymore. <laughs> which
1: I don't have a problem no, with. No, which is like, awesome.
0: I love, I mean, I love meeting different people from different like walks of life and different yeah. upbringings and all that, but there's just not that very many, many of us.
1: Yeah. Um, so question was podcast mm-hmm. Started that two years ago. We in- started interviewing all the top influencers, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm subject matter experts i'm interested in here in the state of colorado so we wanted to build something very community driven because i see not where colorado's at now Mm -hmm. but 10 years from now Mm -hmm. where we're going to be like we are now and becoming very much this global hub
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right because you kind of have chicago in the middle of the country and denver is kind of that hub between new york and the west coast Mm -hmm. and you have dallas you have chicago and denver like that is the the spot so we're growing at such an incredible rate
0: incredible rate
1: um we so mile high mentors you can find us on probably all the same podcast Mm -hmm. platforms as you i listen to
0: them on spotify yeah
1: spotify Mm -hmm. we're on spotify our radio itunes Mm -hmm. show on and show forth all the things um but the evolution of that is because it's such a niche platform niche podcast what I love about it is you can listen to a guest and if you live here they're tangible, you mm-hmm. can reach out to them. But we wanted to bring that into a in-person ecosystem. So, mm-hmm. we're putting on a 2-day conference next year in so 2020. You. I'm so excited. I know you I've are, never are you done so this start? before, so like it's it's new. Like I like doing scary thing new yeah. scary things like that. Me too. Yeah, it's and fun, I right? I have my
0: moments where I'm just like let's do the scary thing. Yeah. I'm scared. Do the scary thing. Therefore I must do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's surprising how many people don't have that mentality. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will help empower them mm-hmm. to have that it is two days, um, June, uh, 5th and sixth. it's called mile high mentors life by design. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring in all the top. It's going to be completely Colorado sponsored, driven Colorado content, Colorado businesses. guests, Colorado speakers, businesses, food, all that good stuff. And, um, and we're going to help you as a professional, an entrepreneur, a business builder, to create a life by your own design. Because that's the world we live in now, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to build a life no matter what your situation is with your own design, with your own freedom. So that's what we're going to do over the course of two days. Very excited about I that. I love that. Yeah. I
0: love it so much. Um, and I, and those I love the the idea around building freedom because that's what small businesses, small business owners should be doing. Yeah. Like, what is this going to provide for you in the long run? Yeah. And don't tell me it's just going to like I actually had somebody I talked to and he was like, well, it's going to replace my job. And I was like, you're just creating your own job. Most people do. um, Most of us do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, But it's the people that don't realize that there's much more out there for us as business owners, mm. um, we get to create our own lives. We get to design it. Sometimes exactly.
1: some people are genuinely best taking a vehicle Oh, totally! and riding that vehicle and you have more freedom doing it that way mm-hmm. than trying to do it on your own.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, That's very true.
1: Success does not happen in a vacuum. Totally. So if you can attach yourself to someone's vehicle, like we just, we're hiring like crazy just hired a new sales guy like I could not continue to grow mm-hmm. on her own mm-hmm. I can like I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a young millennial but I'm a, in the top one percent technically of mm-hmm. income bracket mm-hmm. and that doesn't matter like money doesn't matter because I don't have freedom with that yet right freedom is what matters like right. building Time. your life by design is what matters
0: mm-hmm. well, Yeah. whatever it looks like for you yeah because that looks like something different for all of us everybody uh, which is why I'm unemployable at this point. <laughs> I always say that. Like I'm unemployable. Yeah. Like.
1: But you have the personality and you have the drive and the tenacity to make it happen. Totally. Some people do have that, mm-hmm. but they are they have different strengths. Mm-hmm. So maybe they should partner up with someone like you who has a vehicle and solve the parts of your business that you don't want to touch.
0: Yeah. Right? Totally. And so anytime I'm like looking to bring somebody on, I'm looking for somebody who is willing to do the stuff that I don't want to do. Yes. Like, you know, these are things I'm good at, but it's not really a good use of my time. Or, you know, this drains my energy. Do you like to do this thing? You know, does this give you energy or whatever? Because the less amount of stuff I can get, the more stuff I get off my plate that drains my energy, the better everybody else is. Yes. Like, the better my family is, the better businesses, the better my employees are, because I'm a happier person. And we're all happier when we work within our strengths and our energies. Um. So that's what I always try to do too. Mm. Oh, you want to take that thing? Please take that thing.
1: Well, people people have entrepreneurs, business owners have a hard time doing that.
0: They do. Um. And it's not like it's easy. It's not like it's easy. But I've learned that I can't do everything. It's not.
1: Yeah. No. 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 I mean, no. This is one of the best things I learned. Um. Fortunate enough was to learn early on is like nobody is truly truly successful like I used to think people would be these solopreneurs and these speakers Mm -hmm. and they're like these successful individuals Mm -hmm. but everyone has success by surrounding themselves with other people Mm -hmm. who complement what they do right Mm -hmm. so like I love selling Mm -hmm. I love selling that's my favorite part of the business Mm -hmm. is marketing selling business growth business development Mm -hmm. I am passionate about that Mm -hmm. but once it gets past the point of the sale I'm like all right well it's like it's like a dog when you're chasing your bum like you get it and then you're like what do you do that's why i built the a team behind me mm-hmm. and we have 20 employees that are servicing the client and kicking ass for the client when they come on board because mm-hmm. that's not where i'm where i'm great i'm because they're great at.
0: they're great at implement, implementation yeah you're great at the front up front stuff yeah that's awesome so before i ask my last question uh what is the easiest way for people to find you
1: uh easiest way to find me i'm on all social media platforms uh linkedin's probably the number one i use most instagram mm-hmm. i use quite a bit also just connor doobie c-o-n-n-o-r and then doobie mm-hmm. d-u-b-e okay yeah
0: and then we'll also link the podcast and all that down yeah and I'll just go podcast to for you. you can
1: find us on our website activeblogs.com um we've mm-hmm. built out like we've been in a services business for so many years mm-hmm. and we've had so many people who have come to us who are like I need help with this, but I can't take on your services. Mm-hmm. So we recently launched an entire training program and oh, platform that awesome. helps with the same concepts we were talking about, reaching, closing more high-dollar deals.
0: That's awesome. Um, and that's just, it's just like an online webinar.
1: Yep. That's it's an awesome. eight-week online course that we're going to be selling for the next 10 20 years hopefully i love it we've spent the last 12 months building it that's
0: so helpful i know a lot of people are just like you know i can't bring on the person to do it for me but i want to learn how it works yeah
1: can't afford us like we have a whole we have a whole team and like we have now we have the ability to grow and help more people Mm -hmm. because not everyone's a fit for done for you Mm -hmm. so if you can do it yourself then here's all the tools and resources you need to do it and love it here to help with that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so final question, and I think you kind of answered this, but in your opinion, what is one thing every business owner should do or should be focusing their marketing efforts? So like one is, if if just a brand new business owner came to you and said, I know I need to market, like what do we do? Like what what, what would be your one piece of advice for somebody who just has to start marketing? What, what would you tell them to do?
1: Uh, start building your personal brand, make sure it's actually closing sales. Mm-hmm. People, I know influencers mm-hmm. who have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're not closing sales from their activities. So don't get hung up in the vanity of social media. Mm-hmm. You can be an influencer to 10 people in your industry and if it's actually driving revenue for you, start with your personal brand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Start with the one thing that you can stay consistent with that's going to actually help your audience mm-hmm. through content and stay consistent with it it's we call it the social selling snowball mm-hmm. cuz you got to pack that thing but it doesn't just like happen overnight like, you roll it roll mm-hmm. it downhill so stay with it it will work for you mm-hmm. but you got to stay with it and you got to have the right steps in place and that's where you know i can help guide you in the right right path
0: awesome thank yeah. you that was such good that was yeah. such a good podcast Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast to be inspiring, helpful, and entertaining, please like and subscribe. This helps us grow the community and reach more people. If you're interested in learning more about this episode's guest or accessing any of the books or other resources mentioned in this episode, be sure to check out the description box below. Until next time, be abundant.